Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! The IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Welcome in the longest season in NFL history, which feels like it started about 15 years ago, finally came to an end Sunday night with the Rams beating the Bengals to win the big game. And we got your breakdown here live for the next 60 minutes. You are here listening to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here for you live on a Tuesday night, February the 15th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. The day after Valentine's and two days after the Super Bowl. We are here to put a bow finally on this season. Jay, what is your first impressions? What stood out about the uh, the big game in which we were able to finesse our way to one last uh, victory uh, versus the spread for the season? Yeah, well, we we, we both had the points. Uh, neither one of us were convinced in the dominance of the Rams, so that was uh, a good good one for us. But neither one of us was also convinced in taking the points that the, the the Bengals would win. So that's even better. So we basically got cute and uh, and, and pulled off a win, you know, on a, on a four and a half point line to come up with a, a field goal game. Which boy, didn't it feel destined to be a three point game? Just the way that these playoffs have been going. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a game. It wasn't the best Super Bowl I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst. Um, I, I'd say it's, it was an it was an average uh, quality game overall. It was it was there was some some high drama. There was some, there was some ref shenanigans. There was uh, that crumbling offensive line of the uh, of the Bengals. There was uh, coaches going for it on fourth down inexplicably, uh, costing their team. I think uh, overall and uh, injuries. So both quarterbacks got nicked up. Uh, but once uh, I knew that game was over, once Joe Burrow lost his mobility. Yeah, it did feel like it was destined to be a, a three point win, some sort of close victory either way. Uh, it was, I think it was very fitting of the playoffs that it was very high drama. It was on, on the edge of your seat drama. It was nail biting down to the wire, a uh, very good theater. Maybe not the best quality. Maybe uh, the the flaws in both teams were pretty uh, easily seen at different points of that game. But uh, that, that's why the spread felt sort of too big for us because they were both uh, sort of evenly matched teams that had a lot of flaws, and it was hard to imagine one of them sort of blowing out the other. So that's, that's basically what happened. We definitely got cute. I got way cute with my score prediction, and I, I basically nailed it. Rams by three is exactly what I called, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, it, it really did feel like it was sort of destined to, to be that way. 
Uh, and you were def- definitely texting me about that um, once Joe Burrow's leg got twisted up that he wasn't the same uh, mobility-wise, and the, the Rams wind up taking him down for seven sacks. And it, that's why it's a good thing that we, we're both wa- – watching we both have our viewpoints because i didn't really notice that about joe burrow that he was less mobile i i conceded that might be why he got hunted down so much but i thought it was more that the rams just came for him like he couldn't do anything about it i don't know if it would have helped if he was uh completely healthy and his leg was completely fine i think the rams were just uh just storming down the house and burning down the Bengals' offensive line, and, and they were going to get to him no matter what. Now, once once the, once the he got the leg twisted up, and there was damage, it's been confirmed, he's not going to need surgery, but he definitely uh, got injured. Um, but he should be able to just rehab it, so I'm expecting Joe Burrow's going to be fine for now until they fix that offensive line. But, no, it seemed like that whole offense changed. Um, they – Late in the game, were either just uh, running draw plays or running quick runs or real quick passes. And in any situation where Joe Burrow had to, you know, hold the ball for more than two seconds, he was getting sacked. That, that was pretty much it. That that was their game once his knee got twisted up. Um, you know, when, with Matthew Stafford getting his foot rolled up on and, and losing a little mobility, that's no big deal because that's not his game. Uh, but Burrow and part of their success in getting to the Super Bowl was him being able to, uh, you know, avoid the rush and and get away because his offensive line was bad, and uh, we worried about that, right? We it's, it's the thing that you said when you when you picked the game that that was the first thing that your brain went to was was Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and these guys all rushing Joe Burrow. That, that, that that's nightmare fuel right there if you're a Cincinnati fan. And, and as the game wore on and that offensive line wore out and then Joe Burrow, you know, gets hurt, uh, thanks to the offensive line being terrible. Um, it, it just really felt like to me that was like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't going to end well. I, I didn't like their prospects with the Rams scoring that last touchdown that they were going to be able to put, put anything together, you know, and, and it, it was weird because they get a, what is it? They, they get to a second and one, and then go out on downs. Like, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> Not weirder. It gets weirder. Second and one, and they go out because on third and one, they hand the ball to their big-time running back that they've gotten so many big plays from this year, Joe Mixon, and he came. Well, hang, hang on. Let me, let me recheck my notes here. Oh, 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 they didn't. They didn't give it to Joe Mixon. Yeah. They, they, they gave it to the former – Washington Potato Skins third string running back Samaj P Ryan and yeah. he and he got wrapped up by Aaron Donald. What wait what? They, why did they do that? I don't I don't understand some of these calls. And, and for the life of me, you are getting decimated in the offensive line, right? The Rams blitz is just crushing you. How many screens Unfair. did the Bengals run? I don't remember seeing too many screens. I don't remember seeing any screens. Like, <laughs> and you would think that is the the counterpoint to the rush, right? It is you know you got to wear these guys out a little bit, do the screen game. I know you put the quarterback in harm's way a little bit, but he's already hurt. You know, but, he's in harm's way just snapping the football. Yeah, just get him in the shotgun, get Mixon, you know, to you know pretend like he's gonna 
like he's going to block and flare off into the flat and let that rush come up the field a little bit and try try to run some kind of a screen game or do something. Uh, Cincinnati had uh, no creativity in that fourth quarter. Uh, they, they pulled a Rams. They, they did what the Rams I was worried about doing. Yeah, they got and the tight sphincter. I, I can't blame the Bengals' defense. They They absolutely refused to let – the Rams run, which I had talked about when I picked the game. Like, there's, they're not going to respect the Rams running game, and they didn't. And they were stuffing the run the whole game long, and they made them work for everything on that last drive. Was that 15, 16 plays on that final drive? Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of them. They, Seven they had really to had to put it together. Ten plays inside the red zone. I mean, they made them work. <laughs> so, you know, credit to the Bengals' defense. They 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 didn't uh, they didn't. They, they weren't the reason that the Rams uh, won the game. You know, the Bengals' yeah. defense showed up. They did enough. 15-play drive, yep. Yeah, it was 15 plays. Uh, of course, that was a little controversial because that was a little penalty-assisted. Uh, one, one, one egregious and, and one legit. You know, there, was, there, was a, there were two holds called, I believe, or one was off uh, pass interference. Or, but, uh, yeah, that third down holding call was, was really bad. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was legit. It was it was ticky tag, but uh, I, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, actually... But for the whole for that to be the first call of that type for the whole game, that that's it, they they were holding the the, the flags and, and swallowing the whistle for the whole game. That that's the moment that the refs decide. Oh, yeah, I, right, I that's didn't the see part it when it when happened you, when you juxtapose that uh, against the touchdown uh, where. Uh, T. Higgins is pulling the defender down by his face mask, and there's well, no call at all on that. I'll uh, tell you yeah. what: you watch that play in real time, you don't see it. You only right because it. it was a very quick. It was a it was a blink and you miss it type thing, and, and I think the thing that worked against Ramsey on that play is he was beat even without the pull. <laughs> right. Right. Ramsey was basically olaying T. Higgins, or T. Higgins was olaying Ramsey, with or without that little little tug and pull because Ra- uh, Ramsey was not in a good position. Should it have been called? Yeah. Yeah, that should have been called. But, yeah, I, I understood that getting missed because you didn't st- – yeah, like I said, if you watch that in, at game speed, boy, it was quick. No, there's, there's no doubt. A uh, referee can be blocked off by the bodies and not quite right. see it. Uh it was a very quick tug. You slowed it down on the slow-mo, and you said, oh, I see now. You see Jalen Ramsey's head get turned like a, a poltergeist, and then he goes flailing. Uh, yeah, it was a very sleight of hand, and uh, if you're going to cheat, that was well done. That was about as great a job of cheating as you're going to do by, by T. Higgins. So uh, kudos to him, and he got away with it. Yeah, and then Matthew Stafford immediately throws another pick. <laughs> yeah, on well. The very just, just crazy. Yeah, that was the Rams during what we talked about. You know, the Rams with that period of just like not looking as or playing as good as they're capable of. So the game had everything. It was like a microcosm of both teams' seasons all in one game. It was uh, the, the fact that the Rams take a lead into the halftime and immediately <laughs> those first two plays out of uh, halftime is the uh, the big touchdown with the. Uh, uncalled yep. face mask, and then uh, Stafford turns around and throws it off. Uh, Vince, uh, is it I don't know how you mm-hmm. pronounce that. That kid uh, needs to go somewhere. He needs to sit down because he well, just he had 
He shouldn't have been in the game because was this right. was this after OBJ got hurt? Uh, I believe so, and it's after Robert Woods gets hurt earlier in the year. So obviously going to the bottom of their depth charts and wide receiver, oh. the Rams were, and uh, that interception was completely Skoranek's fault, one hundred percent off his hand into the defender's hands for the INT. Um, but it was Stafford throwing an INT, which he did seventeen times this year and led the league. So it, it was sort of like. You know, nonetheless, even though it was completely not his fault, like, well, there it is again. And and now the uh, the Bengals play the rest of the uh, the entire second half with the lead and, and trying to protect it and uh, had their chances, had their chances to put the Rams away and just, just couldn't do it. Yeah, the, the, they, uh, they traded punts a lot um, after that. So the, the Bengals had plenty of possessions and, you know, but just weren't able to – you know, get that final push or get that last touchdown or, yeah, just, just didn't have just a, just didn't have enough, you know. And, and, and that's – it really felt like one of those heavyweight fights where both guys are running out of gas late. Yeah, but the credit goes to the L.A. Rams D for <laughs> yeah. then stepping up and saying, okay, well, someone's got to take this game over. We're, we're going to take it over. We're going to give our offense at least a, a fighting chance because – there, there was another level that the Rams went to, and Aaron Donald specifically. Like they turned on the the, the, the afterburners. Um, there was that play uh, where Donald runs down Burrow and gets the sack at the sideline. Uh, technically a sack because he lost a yard, and uh, Bengals took some exception to it and got up and started yep. getting in his face a little bit. And Donald's like, "Oh, really? Oh, you're, you're going to get mad at me for for playing hard football, which is what I do." okay, watch this. And Donald just basically takes over the game from that point and uh, gets in Burrow's face all night long. Uh, like you said, nightmare fuel. Burrow's going to be dreaming about Aaron Donald uh, for the next six months uh, because he was every time Burrow turned around, there there was Aaron Donald again. Um, and, and that play uh, at the end of the game on, on Pirine was Aaron Donald uh, making yep. the run stop with one arm because he was being blocked and held and uh, only had his right arm free and just reached out and said, oh, you're going nowhere. I'm putting the seatbelt on you and you are not moving. And that's how it got to the uh, the, the fourth down play where Donald makes the, the pass rush on Burrow and almost takes him down to the ground. And Burrow uh, almost makes an incredible play, slinging it uh, towards the running back P. Ryan again, but uh, it falls short. And, and that's how the game comes to an end. So it, all the flowers to, to Aaron Donald for taking over. He could have very easily been uh, – named MVP of the game. Uh, instead, it goes to my guy, my my player who was the shit all year, and he was the shit again when he needed to be. Oh, Cooper Cup. He just he, he kept getting it done. And even more impressive, the way he got it done was it, it seemed like Matthew Stafford was sort of avoiding him for three quarters of the game. Like maybe the Bengals was, defense was doing something special. When they, maybe they had three guys surrounding him or something, but – uh, Stafford just did not really target Cooper Cup that much uh, until that last drive when he had to. He, he, all these other weapons, they're, they're not getting it done for him. You know, OBJ was doing fine, then, then he twisted his knee up and got taken out. Skoranek was a, a mess. Uh, there's some third-string tight end that they kept going to I never heard of. Uh, but but all these other guys, Van Jefferson was, was hit or miss. Uh, basically, Stafford waited until the last – possible drive to go to Cooper Cup and the way they even get Cup sort of jump started on that last drive was was weird. 
they get to fourth down. And yeah. uh, Sean McVay is, is in desperation mode at that point. They, they don't want to punt him back to Cincinnati because they don't know, you know, what what the Bengals are going to do. So they just say, hey, we're going to keep it and go for it. And, and they wind up running a jet sweep with Cup uh, to, to, for him to get the first down. And it felt like that was sort of their way to, you know, get him involved in the offense because uh, he wasn't even getting uh, the ball that much at that point. And that just sort of starts the snowball rolling. And now uh, Safford lights it up to, to Cooper Cup on that long drive, just kept targeting Cup and, and kept getting it done. Um, it, it was like a theme, like uh, a cup on a, on a no-look zip pass, a uh, cup on a comeback route. Uh, all the other weapons just weren't getting it done. Another uh, type zip pass, he has to work him regardless of the coverage because it, it just wasn't happening for all the other guys and uh, got knocked down on third, but uh, the, that linebacker Logan Wilson hugged him a little bit. That's the, uh, uh, the, the it wasn't pass interference, it was defensive holding that we're uh, debating is that was that legit or not? I it it, it was legit. I, I, I he held him. It, it was it was a little light, but he did hold him. Um, and then that double foul where Cub uh, got that great throw from Stafford, uh, who was rolling to his right, and he got lit up. Um, so it would have been, you know, even if he didn't catch it, it would have been a personal foul for for a hit, a helmet to helmet hit. Except uh, the Rams are holding. <laughs> It wound right. up being offsetting penalties. And what I liked about that was they came right back with the exact same play. Um, and Eli Apple had to uh, grab Cooper Cup and, and, and commit pass interference. Uh, so they knew they knew the play worked. They knew they had the matchup that they liked, Cooper Cup one-on-one with Eli Apple. And they said, okay, this is what we need, and we're going to keep going to that. And he has, has to commit P.I. And they wind up getting the touchdown on him anyway because they go with the fade route after Stafford gets stuffed on a, on a quarterback sneak. They go right back Cooper Cup over Eli Apple on the fade because Eli Apple is just no match for, for Cooper Cup. So uh, it was great to see uh, at the end, you know, all the other targets and all the things that the Rams are trying to do. Uh, but eventually they said, okay, we got to go to, to our guy. We got to have Stafford go to, to Cooper Cup and do uh, what Cooper Cup is supposed to do. And that's how they wind up uh, getting the, the touchdown to win the game. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely like, like, like we said, it was dramatic, but it wasn't a great football game. It was, you know, it was the Super Bowl, so it had that element of finality, and this is the last game. But man, it, it really just felt like it just felt like those teams at the end were just punch drunk, and uh, the Bengals had lost all their all their mojo, <laughs> all their luck. Um, I think just evaporated away once 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 Joe Burrow got hurt and. Uh, you know the Rams just limped limped down the field, and they worked for every yard. And you know they got some penalties, and you know the, that's what the Bengals had to do. They they gave them nothing easy. But yeah, I, my bold prediction already after watching this is this this feels like a one off Super Bowl to me. Meaning I I don't think either one of these teams get back. I I kind of feel that way too because I'm uh, the Rams are clearly all in. They they put all their chips. They're flawed. It was all for this worked. year. This was yeah, it. They got it done. They they did what, you know, sometimes you, all, all my poker playing people understand, sometimes you push all the chips in and all you got is, you know, king nine offsuit. You just, but you just feel that, that this is it. I got to do it here or else it's not going to happen. So I got to, I got to push now. You got to go all in now. And the Rams went all in with their, their flawed team and it, and it worked out. They, they, 
wind up taking the thing home after uh, earning the four seed in the NFC. So uh, certainly not uh, a big favorite to, to get it done, but they, they took advantage of the opportunities that they had. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way, though, as you, as far as the Rams were put together for this year, and uh, they, they did it. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it next year. And the Bengals, obviously, you have to look at that uh, conference with all those other teams, the Chiefs and the Bills. And uh, if the, my, my sort of dark horse already, if I can look ahead to 2022, that uh, I respect uh, John Harbaugh so much that when they put that defense back together with all those injuries and Lamar Jackson, uh, if he can stay healthy for a whole year, I say the Ravens are back in it as well and, and contenders for the uh, for the AFC title. Uh, so don't forget about them. Yeah, there's a lot for the. I know the. I know Joe Burrow is young. I know those receivers are young. I know there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of looking ahead to the future for them. Like their future is very bright. I understand, but I almost get that that Dan Marino vibe when I look at it. Like he was very young too for that first Super Bowl appearance uh, for the Miami Dolphins, and everyone thought they would get back. And we're old, so I can you know bring this up, and you you remember it the same as I do. Uh, yeah. A lot of people were, and, and I was one of them. Are like, man, they they didn't make, they didn't win the title. They got to the that Super Bowl, and uh, who they lose to Washington, I think. Um, but oh, he's so young. Uh, Marino's uh, Niners. The Niners beat them. Yeah, we, we it's either San Fran or Washington. We we you know there's only a couple of choices back in that era that it, it was. Yeah, been. it was the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't lose to the Bears or the Giants. Right. Right. So that means they had to have lost either, the Niners or the. It was either one of the five titles yeah. that the Niners won, or one of the three titles that uh, Washington won. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, yeah, he didn't make it this time. He didn't win at all. But he's so young; they'll be back. Just and they they never got back. Yeah, uh, I don't never get that, got back. I don't get that same vibe because there were so many. You know, there were just deep flaws with that Miami team with Marino. You know, they couldn't run. They didn't really play a whole lot of defense. You know. They, the NFL now, you know, I mean, Cincinnati, yeah, they came on late. Like, we, we talked about the fact that this was the project maybe a year too soon for them. Yeah, like this usually doesn't come together that fast. Right. Like that. This all came together a little too quick, but I just know how loaded the AFC is. Yeah. And I'm not saying Cincinnati never gets back, but I, I still don't if I'm like going into next season and I'm just ranking teams. Yeah, Cincinnati is not in my probably top three of, of contender teams, you know, going into next year because you're automatically going to default to KC and Buffalo, who I think easily win this Super Bowl. And you know, there, there, there's still some other uh, there's still some other talented uh, squads out there. So, so you know, Cincinnati's not bad, but watching the game. Now that we've had a couple of days to, to, to sit on it and look at it, and it's like, yeah, the Rams, you know, what are they going to look like next year? They play in a really tough division, and the Bengals uh, came on late, but they, they also play in, in, like, one of those gritty, tough divisions, and if they don't fix these offensive line problems, Joe Burrow's going to be in, in a whole lot of world of hurt, <laughs> you know? There's never been a more obvious draft need than – Offensive line, Cincinnati yes. Bengals. In the history of the draft, there yeah. has never been a more obvious uh, situation. They they got to take like several offensive linemen in this draft, right? And they, and they need to make plays in free agency on offensive line. This yeah. is going to be 
uh, you know, as long as those you would imagine those guys are locked up, Burrow's there, Chase is there, you know, uh, Mixon, I believe, will be, you know, I, I think they've got a lot of that, like, skill position stuff taken care of. Their defense is, is admirable. I, I, they definitely need help at corner. Uh, Eli Apple cannot be your top corner. Yeah, I think they know that now. And <laughs> yeah, they well, before. yeah, and uh, well, he wasn't—he wasn't very good when, even when he was with the Giants. No, no, he, he so, had his moments, but he—he he, yeah. he did not have a good Super Bowl. But if I'm putting together my shopping list for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, O line and corner are probably it. <laughs> that's that's what you need. And and the Rams uh, just have to take a look at the fact of, you know, how much of their future they mortgaged for this Super Bowl. That's why this one feels like a, a one-off. I don't. They don't have a first-round pick for a long time. Like pretty 35 sure. Thirty-five years. Yeah. Well, they'd be, they'd be picking thirty-two anyway, so that makes it sure. worth it. Sure. But that's the point. Yeah, that, that's why you do this. You you go all you go all in, and this time it worked. Like you said, they gambled and, and they won, and and it worked out for them. And you know the Niners go in and, and take out Green Bay, and you know they were able to hold on against Tampa, and you know they come back and and squeak one out against the Niners, and here they do it again. And so so good for them. Uh, their, their their talent and all the moves and everything that they did to, to kind of sell everything, sell the farm to to get to this spot paid off. But it, this is, doesn't feel like a team that's built for uh, like a dynasty run here. No, and they and they know that, and it, it's okay. I'm sure, they're when fine. You win, yeah, when you win, it, it makes everything else go away. I mean, trust me, take it from a Cubs fan. I'm not <laughs> crying. I'm still riding high on 2016. Yeah, the the win is is all that matters. They got a title and nobody cared. That's they right. have no fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did I uh, retweet today? The like the top ten TV markets in America for the Super Bowl, and Los Angeles, the team, the city that actually won the Super Bowl and hosted it, oh. not in the top ten markets. The, the actual winning team. <laughs> That's incredible. They didn't. They didn't care. They didn't know there was a damn Super Bowl. They're like, "What? Who? The Ram? The Rams? Are they? They're back in Los Angeles? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. That's harsh. They don't care. <laughs> now, I haven't seen. Did, did, did the Super Bowl pull a, a good number? I'm sure I would have seen. Oh my God! Uh, I'm sure in, I, in several okay. years. I, I yeah. I, gee, do you think that's because it was not <laughs> Tommy? And, you know that maybe there was a little Tommy fatigue. Sure, I'm sure you think that they have a lot to do with it. Um, there's probably that, and I think there's also the country just isn't quite as depressed as it was the last couple of years because of the fucking COVID virus. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Just the the, the mentality of there's more joy about you know the Super Bowl is here. Let's go to the store and get ready for our Super Bowl parties and stuff, uh, yeah. which you really hadn't been able to do the last couple of years. So. I think there's a little bit of that in, uh, involved as well, but yeah, the matchup was was fresh, and you know, teams that hadn't been there in a while, and and also the game itself uh, was was dramatic and compelling. I think that was the the, the other major uh, part of it as well is that it kept uh, an audience because it was actually good, you know, good drama. Maybe not the greatest football, but very good drama. That was uh, 
yeah, uh, I think how have we been ruined? Were we ruined by that Buffalo Kansas City game? Uh, you know, it was. No one could live <laughs> up to that. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. I, once that had happened, the rest of the games were all eh, okay. It's not, it's not the Bengals' fault that they're not as good as the Chiefs or the or the Bills. It's, well, they were better. Yeah, they were better than the Chiefs uh, for for half for a half. For, That's what right. mattered <laughs> for for sixty five minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or uh, not sixty five. Well, yeah, uh, thirty five really. Thirty five minutes. Uh, they were better than the Chiefs. First half, they were garbage. Um, yeah, they did not start off uh, this game uh, badly. Um, I think they. I think both teams came out more. Uh, well, they they didn't come out as badly as I thought they would. It wasn't the zero zero game after the first quarter. Um, the Rams take the uh, the, the seven nothing lead uh, on their uh, second drive, I believe. Uh, so they, but they there was a little more conservative play calling uh, than I than, than than I thought there would be. I think. There wasn't that much creativity. It was a little, but um, both teams were a little more conservative, trying to just get into their stuff, trying to do their basic stuff, and that that worked well enough to uh, put some points on the board early. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't uh, you know a, a, a fireworks show, obviously, but it wasn't just two teams having no idea what to do either. And then I think that came later. I think uh, as the as the game went on, as it get as the as it got tighter. Um, after that crazy start to the second half, I think that's when the team sort of hunkered down and said, "Okay, we're both, both defenses uh, started really pressuring the quarterback, and, and they sort of took over the game uh, for the third and, and most of the fourth quarter. Both their both the pass rushers, not just the, the Rams, but the Bengals are beating the hell out of Stafford too. You mentioned him getting his knee twisted up at one point, um, and and of course, uh, or his foot, and Burrow got his uh, knee twisted up." So both quarterbacks uh, looked like they were going to maybe have to miss at least, you know, one series at one point. Uh, they both limped off the field, but they they, they both came back. Neither one of them missed, uh, missed a snap. So double tough, both of them. Uh, all credit to, obviously, Matthew Stafford, his toughness. We, we talked about how he got the very early uh, nickname of China Doll in Detroit. That he was rumored by his teammates to be a little soft, and he maybe took that to heart. And got rid of that label uh, very quickly. It's the the whole rest of his career has been uh, a testament to his toughness and and the fact that he's always there for his his team. And um, you, you can always count on on Stafford and Joe Burrow's toughness uh, can't be questioned either. He uh, all the the ass kicking that he's been taking uh, basically since he got to Cincinnati, getting his leg uh, or his knee torn up last year, coming back now, comeback player of the year, and still getting beat up. Uh, whatever the number was of sacks for this year combined, regular season and post, uh, by by far was the highest uh, in history for one season by that that any quarterback has had to take. Um, and man, it, it, it sucks because he he can be so good. Um, just get him some protection, and and who knows how good he can be. But uh, like we said, it, it almost feels like it might be too late. Like they they get him that protection, but this season was so charmed. Can can he put it all together again like this? Can he rise up and put you know six million yards on the on the Steelers twice and, and set a record for most yards 
uh, in a season against an, an opponent? Can he uh, beat the Chiefs uh, in their house twice, um, or once in his house and once in their house, actually? But uh, that's a lot to ask for somebody can you know beat Kansas City twice in the same year, uh, win that division, uh, go through that slog, the the physical slog of the uh, AFC North. It, it really is a big ask uh, for for them to come back and do that again. So we'll see. But yeah, I think we got the same general vibe about them. Like like this was this was a charmed year, and, and it came up just short in the, in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to be able to, to to make it back. Yeah, just too much too much talent in the AFC. You know, just quarterback talent, team talent. Uh, there's there's just good teams and great teams up and down the AFC. I mean, there were good AFC teams that didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, wow! Like Justin Herbert and that 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 Clippers team didn't make the playoffs. I mean, we we got to figure that they're going to be a factor or a force here at some point, just on the strength of uh, of, how, of how good Herbert is. If they can fix things and, and and get right, and you know, the 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 Raiders, the first teams that uh, the first team that the Bengals beat, they seem to be starting to figure things out yeah it, it's uh not going to be easy who i mean whoever comes out of the afc every year is going to have earned it probably for the next decade yeah so giving the rams their credit and their flowers cooper cup his two touchdowns named mvp uh your uh opinion of that i know we uh joke about mvps in general and and, yeah, I, I, and all that stuff you know, the default is usually to give it to the quarterback, but I think that they have started a trend of trying not to give it to the quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, it's almost like we've seen uh, some of these Super Bowls where, where, they, where they just they, they're like, okay, well, we're going to give it to the quarterback, but if anybody gives us any glimmer, we're, we're <laughs> going to give it to somebody else. Uh, I actually thought they were either going to give it to Stafford or to Aaron Donald. Uh, right. I thought Aaron Donald definitely had the bigger impact on the game uh, to keep it close for the Rams. Uh, although it shows up as two sacks, uh, but there were there were constant pressures. There was the tackle on the running play. You know, there, there, he he did a lot to, to help keep that team in the game. And I thought Matthew Stafford uh, also played a great. Game. He had the two picks. One was basically uh, one was zero percent his a, fault. Well, one of them was a zero percent his fault. The other one was kind of a, a busted play where he tells the receiver it was a punt. Yeah, you know, he just threw a deep <laughs> ball into the end zone that gets picked off. Uh, but it was it didn't end up having a major impact overall on on the, with that. First, that was actually the first I believe interception he threw. It was late in the right. first uh, for late in the second quarter. Ended up not mm-hmm. actually being that big of a deal. Um, but I thought he played a really nice game too. So any one of those three guys, I guess, I guess it's okay. I, but I would have actually had Cup third on my ballot out of those three. Uh, I, it was it was close. I, I, I knew it was going to be one of those three. And if I may play conspiracy for a second, I didn't tweet it out, so no one can. If, if you want to say I'm a liar, you can. But right before they made the announcement, I was like. I don't know if it's going to be Cooper or or Aaron Donald. It's not going to be Stafford in my. This is what I was saying in my head. League uh, respect or or opinion or reputation, whatever you want to call it, 
they're not going to give Stafford the Super Bowl MVP. Is they just he's not he's not one of them. He's not you know Brady. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning going back okay. in the day. Uh, even even Big Ben. Uh, you know, one of those got one of those you know royalty one of them type Hines, quarterback. Didn't they give one of them to Heinz Ward. <laughs> yeah, well, because Big Ben didn't do shit in that Super Bowl. That's that, well, didn't Heinz Ward throw Super the Bowl, touchdown? And didn't Heinz Ward throw the only touchdown in that Super You're Bowl? Right. You're right. Um, and we had a, a position player throwing a touchdown in this one uh, for the uh, yeah. uh, Joe, Joe Mixon. There was a touchdown for Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, that, that was what was going through my head was they're not going to give it to that. Just it just flashed in my head. Stafford's not going to be the, the Super Bowl MVP. It's Matthew Stafford. He's not one of the, the golden child. So uh, there's just never been that level of respect for him going back to the, to the Detroit days. So, I, that's why I think he he didn't get it, not just the, the fact that he threw two ints, because like I said, one of them was completely not his fault; it was off his Garonic's hand. Um, but it was it's just it's Matthew Stafford, so I, I knew it was going to be either Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald, and I got to admit I was a little delighted and happy to see that it was Cooper Cup, because again he's worked so damn hard and just made himself this this guy that you you can't do anything with this guy that. Uh, you line him up one on one with a cornerback, and that's like the matchup. Like and he's Stafford white. gets, <laughs> well, he's got I, he's got that going go against there. him. Sure, uh, I'm sure a lot of people look across him and go, "Oh come on, he's kind of, <laughs> he's not going to beat me." <laughs> and all year he just said, "Okay, watch this," and then he and he beat everybody. Like it's not just that he beat you; it's that if you didn't double him, or if you if you had a coverage where he was one on one. That was like the gold. That was the that was the goal for the the Rams and for Stafford was to see Cup one on one in a matchup and say, okay, now I can work with him. All game long, he couldn't work to him. But fourth quarter, he got one on one matchups, and even some of them were not one on one. Like I said, he had a big slant pass in there, where it was a very tight window. Uh, and sort of, he sort of no looked it. Like there's there's some angles that they that you can find on social media, you know, alternative angles of. Uh, one of Matthew Stafford's throws to Cooper Cup, where he basically was not looking at Cooper Cup when he threw him the ball. It's like, oh my yeah. God! Patrick you know, Mahomes really, play, right? Now you can't really tell live when you know on that regular camera angle on TV, but they got some angles uh, down on the field where you can see clearly Stafford is looking away from 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 Cup as he's throwing him the ball. It's like, man, this. That was a big part of the uh, of the game as well. Was Stafford's uh, eye discipline uh, really became a, a focal point, and the fact that he uh, Chris Collinsworth couldn't wait to tell you how much he uh, that Stafford is looking away from his receiver before he goes and, and throws him. Like every it felt like every time Stafford looked to the right, he was going to throw to the left, uh, and every right. time he looked he to the left, he was going to throw to the right. Yeah, because you think about it, Matthew Stafford, he threw those two picks. He didn't stare anybody down. No. No, he's, that's not that's not what he does. He doesn't really stare people down. He's always uh, looking the the other way and looking around and going through progressions. Uh, that's definitely one a, a big part of his game that doesn't get talked about very much. But his his, uh, his eye discipline is is excellent. So, got to see a lot of that uh, in this game and got to get get an appreciation for that. And on the defensive side, I wanted to definitely talk about a great decision and a great call by the defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Um, he saw what we all saw, which is Trey Reader uh, getting used and abused uh, in the NFC title game at linebacker, and he took him down for this game. He, he did not start 
Troy Reader. He started a rookie named Ernest Jones, and Ernest Jones had himself a hell of a game, made himself uh, a name uh, name for himself with some of the plays that he was making. And that's very tough to make that decision when you get to the big game and you make a, a, a call like that uh, to take down a starter and put somebody else in his place. That's that's tough. That is uh, it takes a lot of a lot of onions to do something like that. But uh, that's exactly what Raheem Morris did, and it was definitely the right call. So good job out of him. Yeah, it didn't didn't work so good for Belichick when he benched Malcolm Butler. Uh, no, it didn't. Uh, he, he, you know, it doesn't always work that way. But we uh, still he, don't know the tried. full story behind that one. No, that that, that we, might be we something. Might not, of, we we might not ever know that later. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was a little tinfoil hat uh, myself. Uh, I was going conspiracy Uh-oh. theory after the game, uh, thinking about some of the, the calls when the refs all of a sudden started uh, throwing all <laughs> the flags late in the game that the the refs could not let the Bengals win. Ooh. <laughs> because had they let the had the Bengals won, all we would hear about would be the helmet pull. Hmm. Uh, okay. So that thing stayed. That you know, just if you want to, if you just want to think about it, just think about it. Let's say it happened, but I was just like, you know, they, maybe they don't want to be known for, you know, the 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 Bengals winning a close game and having an obvious face mask, you know, offensive pass interference, whatever you want to call it. There's there's multiple ways you could go there, uh, with a receiver, uh, you know, getting the touchdown there, the go ahead touchdown. Mm-hmm. On, on such a blatant bad call, now it just gets now it's swept away. Now it doesn't matter. It'll be lost to history. So if you if you got that chance late, and you know and the Bengals didn't, they had plenty of chances to put them away, and didn't. And all of a sudden, now we're inside of two minutes, and ooh, those flags started flying. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite for that reason, but okay, that, that's your your theory. But no, I said um, that's just you know if you're gonna go there, it, it was a little yeah. thought I had. Like they just could not allow this to happen. Let's say that's mm. what happened. But <laughs> you never know. You never know if you're one of those refs or if you're somebody who sees that. Or you, we don't know if they if they knew, but you had to assume that there were you know that 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 stadium is half television screen. Right. Somebody knew. Well, they, they all knew after the fact, that's for sure. If they didn't know during the play, they certainly knew afterwards because that was yeah, pretty, oh, they doubled uh, pretty down. egregious. The, the, the ref doubled down and said, yeah, no, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, I, okay. I mean, we know that they've been passing up face mask calls for years in this league. Okay. Yeah, definitely one of your pet peeves. No, it was it was it was bad. It was really bad. Um, I, I'll agree that they called the game tighter as a, as it went on. I just thought that was, in general, what they were trying to do was the game was getting down to the wire, and they basically hadn't hardly thrown any flags on either team. Uh, it was actually refreshing uh, that it wasn't a ref yes. show, um, and they I think they just started making it a bit of a ref show late because they just wanted to not have it where they let them played the entire game like the wild wild west and had no calls and they said okay we we, we got to do something here we got to tighten right. it down it's getting late and we got to make sure i think if the if the Bengals were the ones driving for the game-winning score if they were losing it, it would have been tight on the rams as well i just think that was the the nature of of the game uh the, the game flow i think uh but you never know like you said 
Something else that will be lost to history is uh, the Rams getting their second touchdown, uh, Cup getting wide open in the corner. Stafford is looking very sharp at that point, and all the momentum is with the Rams, and they're up 13-3 and about to make it 14, except the holder, Johnny Hecker, dropped it. Uh, completely drops the extra point snap. And Tony that rolled. bones... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Carrie Underwood's pussy juice was uh, available for Hecker to get on his fingers, but uh, yeah, that just completely bones the extra point for all the the players that got that four point line. Um, like I said, that line was was three and a half yep. to four most of of uh, the first week uh, before the Super Bowl, and then that second week it's when when it started dancing between four and four and a half. Uh, so those who had uh, the, the the Rams minus four, and it winds up being a three point game. That was it. That's the that's the point that you can look at right there uh, off the punters' fingers uh, on the extra point. Uh, we're gonna not really remember it, but we acknowledge it because it's a, a, a betting show uh, ostensibly, and uh, it's gonna be lost to history. But if you had Rams minus four, you're not gonna forget it. I I, I understand and and I feel your pain. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't be me if I didn't crap on Zach Taylor a little bit for going for that fourth down early in the game. That, that the situation early, you know, obviously a lot of times we let teams off the hook. We don't talk too much about what happens in the first quarter. But the Bengals come out. The Rams lose the toss. The Bengals defer. The Rams go immediately three and out. Bengals defense had them on the ropes on that first drive. Uh, Rams end up, I believe, netting one yard on their first drive uh, after, you know, getting a first down, but then getting sacked and yeah. and going backwards and having a big negative run. They punt to the Bengals. The Bengals don't do anything, and then they punt it back to the Rams. Um, I'm sorry, uh, punt it to the Bengals, right. So then the Bengals, I believe they were trading. Bengals first drive. Yeah. The Bengals get the ball to midfield and yeah. get a fourth down and one. And then they're like, oh, we're, we're going to go for it. Uh, and you could just, especially after the, I could just feel, I was in my car. I had, I hadn't gotten home yet, but I'm just I'm groaning when they <laughs> said that they were keeping the offense on the field. Cause I'm like, okay, you're the Bengals. <laughs> you just pretty much dominated the Rams defensively on that first series put them deep, make them work. You know, it's like what I said, don't give them the short field or give them the chance. Okay. First of all, you get the first down. All you've done is gotten the first down at midfield. So it's like, there's, there's, there's no guarantee of points. You could, you could, you could punt them deep. You got to change when you're punting from midfield, you've got a great chance of pinning a team down there and really putting them in a bad spot. And that ends up turning around and into a very quick touchdown drive. I believe it was just a quick six play drive uh, with a Odell Beckham touchdown at the end of it. And man, that's my, my, my pet peeve of the year creeps up. And I had, I had feelings in my mind at that point that the Bengals were going to lose the game. You uh, texted me a face palm when that happened. Yeah. In my and, from my car. <laughs> it's funny we were both uh, in in travel situations. I didn't see it happen live. I was still in route from making a KFC run uh, to yeah. start the game and uh, knew that I was going to be catching up on DVR. So you text me the Facebook. I didn't know what it was about at all. I, I had no idea. 
And then I get to that point, and I and I knew that's what you were facepalming about was the fourth down play. I was like, oh, that that's it. Jason hates uh, fourth down plays. So, um, yeah, we're we're not gonna have a uh, you know a big drawn out argument about it. But I I I just I disagree. I'm on the other side for the yeah. you know it's all it's for the situation. Each case is different. This case is uh, fourth and one uh, across midfield. That's that's the big key to me. It's not just in the general vicinity. Oh, it's like of the forty nine yard line. Yeah, they're at the they're at the LA forty nine. Like I said, you just don't see that anymore. Where you're across midfield in the other team's territory and you kick it away to them. You don't see that anymore. Everybody goes for it, especially when it's one fourth and one. Uh, my quibble will be you call a pass play and it gets knocked down by the linebacker. That's my quibble. You get, get run the ball. It's a yard. Get a right. fucking yard. We're, and Joe Mixon is wide open on that play as well. Yeah, that's true. He was in the flat, and uh, and uh, uh, Burrow did not uh, choose to go there. Um, now they ran the first, you know, the two times before that, second and one, um, and third and one, and they both got smothered. So I guess I understand the hesitation to run again on fourth and one. But you're you're in the Super Bowl. You you can't look at your you know running back that you've paid all this money to in in Joe Mixon, um, and He's young. He's not an old guy. Like you, you can't get cold feet at that point and, and decide that you have to throw it. Um, I would, I'd call another run play on you know fourth down and, and take that. That that's a lot of heat you take if you'd call three straight run plays uh, when it's second and one, third and one, fourth and one, and you don't get it. And now you you really feel like the momentum is turning over uh, to the other team because now you've you know, ran the ball three times for no yards and and like God, you you know I understand you feel like a, a complete loser at that point. But he, the, the pass was incomplete, so you feel like a loser anyway, right? So what's the point? He might as well just go for it. I think that the, the odds are higher running on fourth and one than, than throwing the ball. Um, even though even if your quarterback's Joe Burrow, I still think the odds are better if you run it again and, and try to get that yard. Um, so that's my quibble about it. But just the, the decision itself, yeah, no problem at all. It's one yard and you're across midfield. I don't know if there's any scenario – that I can think of that I would say you're across midfield and you need one yard on fourth down where I say punt the ball. I cannot imagine, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. I can see that decision is, is, is pretty much automatic back then that you're going to punt it away. But now I know I, I go run, get the damn yard. It's a yard. <laughs> I, I, I would have punted. I, 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 I was mad about wasn't okay. mad about the decision after the fact. I was mad about the decision during it because I had just heard that Bengals defense come out all fired up, coming after Stafford, stuffing the run, which they did all game long. And, you know, there, there's, there's no shame in, in kicking it down to the 5 or 10-yard line and making the Rams have to work and, and you know, and extending that game a little bit. Instead, they don't get it, and the Rams get a short field, and, and then they go and they get the touchdown. And, you know, obviously it's easy to say, oh, yeah, you only think that because they didn't get it. No, I, I, no, I think I've, I've earned uh, credibility on this point. <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm it's consistent. You, you, don't, you don't want it. You don't want the I have uh, been consistent the, the on this. Like, that was, to me, that was not a situation at the, you know, nine or 10 minute mark of the first quarter that you need to pull that out. Um, especially as strong as their defense had come out and looked on that, on that first Rams drive, but you know, 
get get these guys on their heels. You've got Matthew Stafford over there. The guy threw 17 picks. You know, <laughs> you can pit them deep. You can have, you know, they, they were reeling a little bit. And instead, um, they give it to them. And, but you know what, though? That, that's, some, that's some symmetry for the Bengals because I believe their first drive of the game and their last drive of the game, second and one, third and one, <laughs> fourth and one, and they can't get it. There you go. Uh, all credit and praise to the Rams D for coming up big when they had to, uh, to start and to finish. You, you got that right. Uh, in between, uh, big play by, by Jamar Chase uh, on a big bomb, beats Jalen Ramsey for 46. That was one of those fuck it, he's down there somewhere throws by Burrow. I, I was kind of like nodding my head like, yep, that, they're going to do that. You you know that's coming eventually. And uh Burrow tried to thread it to T. Higgins on third down on that drive, but uh, Ramsey almost picked that off. So it, Ramsey had definitely had his his moments uh, where he, he had so he had some bad moments and he had some some good moments in that game. So uh, it, it was my my X factor Darius Williams. It was uh, something where he was just kind of watching uh, everything else happen because Ramsey was moving around and. Um, they, they they did not have Ramsey shadow Jamar Chase. He was uh, definitely jumping around and, and covering different receivers and, and had a mixed bag. Uh, definitely had some plays where he would, would want him want him back. He, he had some plays where he was on the ground and and obviously that play where he got pulled down on the ground by his face mask is, is something that he uh, you know can't really do much about that. But uh, he, he he was okay. Um, and for as far as Burrow goes, he, he was not messing around in that pocket. He was getting rid of that ball quick all night. He was trying. He, he knew what was what was happening. He knew uh, that they were coming for him, and and he tried to uh, do his best to play a a, a a quick decision game. He didn't linger back there, um, but it was just the, the Rams just kept coming and kept pressuring him. They had a very good defensive scheme on the line where they did not just have their four guys line up uh, heads up with the, with the five offensive linemen, they were offsetting. They were lining up like three guys all to the left and and overloading and making sure that uh, uh, Cincinnati could only block one-on-one on on that side. Um, And and therefore Aaron Donald would have a one-on-one and he was winning that pretty much every time. And I, I, admire that, but I think the the Bengals needed to make some sort of adjustment and uh, make sure that that didn't decide the games. That kind of decided the game when they just kept lining up, overloading the left side and, and making sure that uh, Donald and Von Miller were going to be able to break through and have one-on-one matchups. Like, you got to see that, uh, that formation, right. and you, yeah, you got to make some sort of adjustment. You need you need to start – if you see the, the overloading the left-hand side, you got to start calling some – you know, some, some, some rollouts, you know, some, some plays to take advantage of the side that was not overloaded, you know, and like I said, some screens or a quarterback rollout, you know, some, you know, when, when before Burroughs knee was torn up, um, some design runs to the other side, you know, just some, something to try to keep them honest because the Bengals did not adjust to the Rams defense at all. No pull in one of your tight ends, have him uh, as, as an extra blocker, say you're going to chip or pick this yeah. guy up or do something. Uh, but they didn't have any some, answers. Run some two-man run some two man routes. Yeah, they, 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 you, they were you trying. You could do a lot there. worse. You could do a lot worse when that two-man route is uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I'm sure. 
those are two damn good ones. Um, so yeah, they'll definitely go to back to the well. And, and like I said, the most obvious draft uh, targets uh, will be the Bengals looking for, for old linemen for sure. Um, any other uh, opinions and thoughts about the, uh, the, the, the telecast about the, the production and, uh, I don't know if you had any halftime show thoughts. No, I mean, NBC is so overproduced. um, So I've always had my problems with that, with that crew and that production, but I guess I'm so used to it. It didn't bother me because they didn't go beyond, you know, it basically felt they have so overdone football night in America and Sunday night football. They have so overproduced that broadcast that there's really nowhere left for them to go. Um, and, and Michaels and Collinsworth are uh, about as stale white bread as you can get <laughs> in the booth. Um, you know, I believe did Collinsworth say he's retiring. I, I don't think I heard that. I know Michelle DeFoyo, oh. that was her last game. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I thought I saw something that said Collinsworth uh, might be hanging it up too, but Michaels needed to hang it up about 10 years ago. <laughs> Yes, his his act is uh, well worn, and and the halftime show to me was tame. <laughs> the uh, the last word I thought anyone would use for an all rap the uh, halftime show. That's what I mean. That's why it was surprising to me. Um, yeah. I I mean I get all these guys are old and ladies uh, that they're getting up there. Uh, they basically each, each of them got their their big hit, you know, uh, or t- to go out there and do. And uh, was was that Mary J. Blige up there? It was looked a little tight in that outfit. <laughs> not, not as tight as Fifty uh, Fifty Cent. No, uh, that was, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the big Twitter joke was that he's looking more like seventy five cent up there, but and, <laughs> more like a buck fifty. Yeah. Too fitty. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. Little, oh, that's a South Park there. joke. Um, three fitty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I found it mild, uh, and that's not what I was expecting. It was very by the numbers. No, there were was. no like there were no surprise guests. There was, you know, uh, but I guess when you are, when you have like eighteen people, given the. Right. You know, given the performance, I guess it's hard to sneak extra people in. Um, I guess the set was cool. <laughs> I, I thought the audio quality was generally poor. I had a hard time understanding a lot of what was being said. Um, if you didn't already know what was being said, uh, it, it, was, right. it was having a real, I was having a lot of trouble understanding the words. It was just like a clarity issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, you didn't expect me to say it was, you know, <laughs> tame, the, but yeah, it, it was. Because certain people's reaction to it was uh, was such pearl clutching because it's you know an all rap halftime yeah, and no. it, yeah, they definitely did their uh, radio friendly versions of all their songs, so there's mm-hmm. almost nothing to, to get too upset about because they they didn't say most of the the dirty words uh, that they had in their songs anyway, so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, tame, tame is an interesting way to, to, to yeah, describe it. By the numbers, by the numbers is a better description. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. It was it was it was clean. It was uh, very well produced, and they they 
they they pulled it all. They pulled off their their hits. They didn't stay too long. They moved from set to set and act to act. And yeah, it was it was a very very well done uh, production. Um, I, I got a couple of quibbles with it uh, to uh, in the after show, but you know nothing nothing too big. But uh, that's basically uh, our live recap of Super Bowl Fifty Six. We'll have a little more in our after show. into our VIP after show program. Um, yeah, I agree with the NBC production uh, opinions that it, it's, it's bombastic. It's over the top. It's, uh, you know, but it, it's the Super Bowl. So it kind of has to be that um, it, the same differences as uh, that has been separating all these networks is that NBC is very uh, sort of classic over the top. Uh, like it's, it still feels like, you know, they're televising the 1983 Oscars or something. It's very uh, old and, uh, you know, yes. trying to be uh, classy and trying to appeal to everybody well, as opposed it, to Fox's overproduction, which is trying to be, yeah, you know, very yeah, wild. NBC's, and, NBC's broadcast sort of mirrors like, it, it's like the mirror for Al Michaels. It's like, it's the show that's produced by old people that thinks it's being cool. <laughs> and it's not it is the it is the chris berman of primetime broadcasts Ooh, I'm, like I'm it smelling, thinks it's great i'm smelling the bin gay it thinks it's awesome every you know and maybe somebody eats that shit up but i watch i i, I roll so much at the at the at the production values of of, of the nbc broadcast so yeah Okay. Yeah. But but I understand it but and but it, it's almost comforting in a way because they're like I said, they're not trying to be gonzo. They're not trying to, to reinvent the wheel and, and do something too wild and crazy. I feel like Fox every time they get the Super Bowl uh, is trying to roll out a new production set or a new look oh, or sure. a new uh score bug and NBC rolled out a new score bug and you probably didn't notice cuz it was Looked like a lot of I, the other ones. I did, I did notice it, but it wasn't uh, distracting. If that's right, a, it was a good word. No, it was just that's, different. That's, it was just different, but it wasn't trying to change things or reinvent the wheel. Yeah, it was right. just okay. It's new, whatever. Um, so that's yeah. I, I'm in general uh, in, in agreement with the NBC production. Here's my two small quibbles about the uh, halftime show, um, and, and it's going to get a little political. So Eminem uh, decided at the end of doing Lose Yourself to uh, to take a knee and referencing back to the Colin Kaepernick controversy. Uh, mm-hmm. He did it so he did it so quick. I didn't know he did it. I had read about it on Twitter afterwards. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even have any concept of it until it was like on Twitter the next day, and I was just like, oh, okay. I, I had no idea he did it. Um, so that's my quibble with him is he's. Uh, you know, continuing his career of being the white guy trying to appeal to all the black people. And that's great. And that's fine. That's always what he's been and always what he's going to be, but it's just the way that he did it. So you're trying to send a message that you're in, you know, sort of solidarity 
uh, with Colin Kaepernick and, and the guys taking the knee, but you're going to choose to do this after you're said. You get all your shit in. You, you uh, get everybody, all the white people that tune in to watch you and think that you're the, the greatest rapper ever because you're white. You, you get your, your thing in for them and you make them happy, and then you decide to take the knee and send the message just because you don't want to make them upset. You don't want to upset them first. Um, so that, that's, and you did it so quickly, like nobody knows if you're, if you have a message, if you really want to show your solidarity, then say something, use your words, use your mouth, uh, and say that you're, that you're, this is for cap or something like that, uh, or do it at the beginning of your performance, not sneak it in quickly at the end, like, Oh, can I do it now? Did I, did I please all the white people? Can I do it now? Um, I, I did not like that at all. Cause I don't think that was very sincere. And then, uh, on the very same subject, all those other people on the stage, all the Negroes on the stage that did nothing about uh, the situation, like you have the, the, the platform and you have the audience now, if you have any thoughts about the, the, the Kaepernick situation and the controversy that everybody was up in arms about a, a few years ago, um, you get on the stage now and you got a chance to, to make a statement and you choose to do absolutely nothing. I didn't appreciate that either because i think that's a big part of getting that platform not just that platform but any platform for for uh black people in power and that have the 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 voice and the funds to be able to say something and and sort of fight the power um but they didn't fight any power they were too busy making their money and and dre and snoop and uh 50 cent and mary j and you know what It's, it's hard to to look you know to look that in the face and say uh yeah i'm i'm going to spit in that face and 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 do something to demonstrate and uh make all these people upset that decided to bring me in and pay me all this money to to do this show i'm going to do something that's obviously uh going to make them upset I, it's it's difficult but it's not supposed to be easy so they they took the 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 easier road and they decided not to address it at all in any way, shape, or form. And I guess I understand it, but also it's kind of bullshit because you, you get a chance to, to, to make that statement and say something, and you wind up leaving it to the one white guy up there to, to take a quick knee. He's the only one that makes any kind of statement. I, I, I think that's kind of bullshit, but it is what it is. So those are, those are my two quibbles about that. But you, but you hit it on the head. This is, this is a group of people, Eminem included, They've made their money, right? They are definitely uh, not in the the class, uh, even that we are, or you know, or, or any you know that it. They've made they've made it, you know. They they're in the one percent. I understand. Yeah, they have they have they have no reason. They're at the Super Bowl. They're performing. They're probably getting they're probably getting paid very well all to get up there and do their show, and uh, you know. They obviously are living large, and, and, and I don't and I don't think overly worried about the situation. Clearly, obviously. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. Not, not they, worried at all. No, they got theirs. Yeah. And, they, yeah, they, and, when, the and when they left, they all rolled out in limos and oh, yeah. went to expensive <laughs> parties. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, yeah. And they I, weren't I, going I back to Compton. No, <laughs> fearing for their lives or, or doing any no, uh, there was none of that. Uh, my, you know, wife just was... being an, just being an old rapper is is hard enough. 
yeah, my wife was kind of commenting on uh, the one surprise she would have liked to have seen was Ice Cube to get up there and knowing, uh, you know, not trying to get into a long, drawn-out conversation about rap music and rappers, but yeah. knowing Ice Cube's uh, attitude and, and way of life and the fact that he got out of Compton uh, quicker than any of them <laughs> back in the day. Right. Uh, there's no way he's coming back uh, to to do that show. So no, that that wasn't going to happen. Especially once they uh, said, "Oh, by the way, and we're gonna you, you have to play all your edited versions of your songs. Whatever you rap, you're gonna have to, to make it the clean versions." He's That's definitely right. not not doing and, that. And, and Eminem, go out there and play the one song everybody knows. That that's it. Play play the hits, baby. Play the yeah. uh, not just. <laughs> Not just the one song that everybody knows, but the one song he can. There is no real clean version of all his other hits because they were all so right. vulgar. Like, right. he, he was well, so mean, it's, angry. It's that... <laughs> all his songs, he was so mad at everybody. Like, and, Christina and, and, Aguilera, and he's not a California Spears, guy. Moby. He's you know. No. No, he's 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 uh the, the, still the angry dude from Detroit. Detroit, gonna... yeah. So they have to have he should have gotten up there with his Detroit Stafford jersey on. Yeah, that that would have been uh, interesting. <laughs> that would have that that would have been good. My 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 kids are watching the halftime show, so getting their um, perspective on it because you're always getting it fresh from my kids. And uh, I don't know, we get about a minute or two into it, and and uh, Trin just goes, "What?" is this <laughs> that, that was you know just just dead just dead just deadpans it what is this you know and then uh our, we were watching it on the antenna and we always have a problem our nbc always cuts out but the whole broadcast had been perfect and during the halftime show the antenna kept cutting out and Trinity was blaming it on the sparkly outfits. Those oh. interfered. Those interfered with the uh, with the signal because the outfits <laughs> were just too sparkly. Oh, it's like, oh man, this is the stuff the kids come up with. Yeah, that, that is kind of funny. What is it like? This is not something in her uh, in her world uh, any uh, at all at no, any point of, of know, her world. Well, she's, you know, soon to be ten. You know, two more weeks. I got two more weeks till she turns ten, and yep. uh, yeah, it's crazy. I talk about feeling old, and I listen to the music that you know when she puts on the music that she likes. It's 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 I guess what qualifies as as pop today. I guess. No, don't don't look at me. I don't even listen to today's music at the at this point. These kids, I tell you, you know, yeah. Kids today. Yeah. When I listen to her playlist, I, I definitely, I'm like, what, what am I listening to? What, what is, what is, that's when I go, what is this? <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's it. That's the generation gap. She goes, yes. what is that? And we go, what is that? And, and there you go. Yeah. So, so my wife's trying to explain to my daughter and my son who people are and she's like wait, wait, wait which one's Snoop Dogg and I was like the one in the pajamas because that's what his outfit looked like so <laughs> then she understood because he was the one wearing like blue pajamas it looked like almost you know and everybody you know and like Dre was just wearing a shirt and pants and it it, it what it two fitty scent or, or buck fitty <laughs> was, was uh wearing a tank right I don't know why yep. he was doing the the hanging upside down Batman thing but I don't know is that his move or 
Uh, from his first, from the video from that first hit uh, in the club, yeah. Oh, okay. So there you go. Going going back to the the oldies. That, Play the hits. Some of those actually qualify as oldies now, don't they? All of them do. All those people are old. I don't I don't want to admit it yeah. to myself, but all those fuckers are are old. I think uh, they're I think they're all in their fifties except for Mary. I think it was maybe forty nine. And, and she looked the like, oldest. Well. <laughs> Uh, she had, had a heart. to pull off that outfit, and I don't know how she pulled off that outfit because <laughs> I'm sure she was looking a little thick in that. We're wearing mirrors. Yeah, well, wasn't easy to get into that. I'm sure. Probably um, that, I, 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 some corneas burned out in that stadium. <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar is 34. So he, he's the baby of the bunch of that set. But yeah, that that's uh, that that was for anyone. Uh, who grew up with that? Who who was in the '90s and 2000s hip hop? That was that was their jam. That was well, yeah. This uh, was this was the this was the rap version of us getting a Bruce Springsteen or, right. or Tom Petty halftime show. You know where we were starting to complain about, but we got the the run of geriatrics after mm-hmm. uh, Nipplegate. Yeah, this was yeah, that. Yeah, this was the hip hop version of that. Yeah, this was yeah. This was. That's so why I was thinking about that while it was on. I'm like, yeah, this is. <laughs> I, I, they're, this, they're playing to the demo. Well, so a, a certain demo. Uh, it's still sort of a shock to even have that uh, as, as edited and, and tame. You, again, you use the word tame to describe the hip hop show, which is uh, the upset of the of the year. Um, even to have that as a as a Super Bowl halftime show, uh, especially after Nipplegate, like they were so. Uh, trying to downplay anything controversial or that might upset the the, the viewer. Paul McCartney. Oh my what? God. What? Uh, exactly. What What do you find more offensive, uh, Mary J. Blige's outfit or Bruce Springsteen sliding his fucking crotch into your face? Because that uh, is more offensive yeah. to me. I don't know how you could find uh, anything Sunday more offensive than that. But anyway. But yeah, um, no. That, yeah. So. Yeah, I, maybe maybe tame wasn't the right word, but that was the, the uh, that was the gut that, reaction. It, that, that's the word that came in your mind. That's that's your it word. It was. That's it. It was. It was un, under underwhelming in a way. Like I I, I, I don't know. But again, it, you can't. You're not going to get much more than it was overstuffed, which I think is part of what led to the problem. They weren't confident enough in the booking of a small number that they overdid it, and everybody basically got to just do like one song, and it was like a get in, get out. Yeah, and like you, a music but you knew festival. Yeah, but you knew that's what you were getting going in. Um, so I, that that part didn't surprise me, or or uh, that that wasn't an upset, and even. Uh, more so with the with with something like this, a, a hip hop review, like the more songs you try to get in, the more danger you're going down uh, when you talk about <laughs> network television. I, I guess, I, I guess. You know, Dre and Snoop, uh, man, you, you start getting into their catalog and start getting too deep, and it's like, uh oh, uh, we definitely can't play that. There, there, some of those songs there are no clean versions of, you know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was uh, that was the big day. That was uh, the Super Bowl the day before Valentine's Day. That uh, again, that it, it really shouldn't be mixed together. That's just a little no. too much for for most men. 
because uh, we get off. I get off of that set, uh, Sunday night. I'm spent. The you know the day is over. Go to bed. Get up. Go to work the next day. Then I got to run uh, back to a, another convenience store to go find a Valentine's Day card and get orange juice. And it's like I just was at the store Saturday. To, it's 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 a lot. It's it's a lot. Then uh, Valentine's dinner was uh, something that I that I ordered that I uh, was able to get uh, online and. But that still didn't really work out well because it wasn't where uh, it wasn't a DoorDash or GrubHub situation where I could sit there and wait for it to get uh, to the house. Um, I ordered Outback and I had to go pick it up because for whatever reason, Outback wasn't even allowing you to order from GrubHub or DoorDash. Like they were, it was just not a, not an option. Like you click on it and it says this store is not. Uh, I think GrubHub said the store is closed, which it, it wasn't closed. It just wasn't letting uh, the the um, third party people uh, use it. So I ordered from Outback Direct and then I had to go pick it up. So I get there to pick it up and man, when I tell you uh, every spot for pickup is, is full, the handicapped spots are full, the spots behind that is full, like every spot was full of people trying to pick up their orders from Outback and usually you, you get there and you sit and wait for them to bring your stuff out but every spot is taken. They don't know who's who's where, who's who, who's what. Everybody was getting up out their car and just standing there at the door, like crowding the door. It looked like a hip hop concert. Like everybody was waiting at the door, like they were going to break it down and try to bang and get in. Uh, all credit to the dude that was running out and okay, what's your name? And running back in and running out. Okay, here's your food. Where's your credit card? Let me run in and get the payment process. Okay, you're taken care of. Thank you. What's your name? And running like he was just constantly running the whole time. I sat there in my car for about five minutes watching this and it it didn't take long for me to realize dude ain't going to get around to me because he's got all these other people surrounding him. And so so I had to do what everyone else did. So I got out and waited and, and gave him my name and eventually got my food. It took a long time because there's a lot of people there. I'd never seen anything quite like that. It was Valentine's, so I shouldn't have, shouldn't have been surprised, but it was an absolute zoo. And the funniest part of all this, uh, little white lady sitting right there in her car did not get out because she just knew that they were, eventually they're going to get to me because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm patiently waiting. So she She was there when I got there. She was there when I left. She's still sitting there now, probably at this moment the next day. Because she refused to get out her car because she just wasn't going to do that. Because you're not supposed to have to do that. You're, you're supposed to wait for them to bring you your food. Uh, they weren't going to bring you your food, lady. You see how busy they are. You got to get out and you got to <laughs> give them your name. So I don't know when I don't know when she finally figured that out, but it wasn't uh, uh, before I left because I got my food and got out before she even got out. And I, and I was there a while too. I was standing out there for about 20 minutes waiting for him to get to me. Um, but yeah, that was that was crazy. So. Uh, I'm still waiting for us to get back to that kind of normal where we can actually go out to dinner and sit there and and, and not have to go through a cattle call like this or go through uh, getting an order and, and waiting for it to get here and waiting because we've waited uh, like three hours for for an order uh, call on, on DoorDash or Grubhub. If the restaurant is really busy, it's really busy, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. So um, No, our experience doing – we had a lot of experiences doing it that way with these DoorDash and Uber Eats and these types of places where uh, you'll wait an hour and a half past the time that your food was supposed to be 
be there and look and oh, they canceled our order. Mm-hmm. That that's happened to us several times. And that's 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 really not good. Yeah. I know it doesn't make it easy, you know, but <clears throat> so much easier now to just go get stuff. Uh yeah, it is easier than it used than it was uh last year or the year before. Just yeah. to make your order and go out and get it. We had them cancel our uh pizza a couple weeks ago, but that was uh we had an ice storm down here. Oh. And uh those are fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, loads of fun. A lot of people lost power. We uh, miraculously we didn't. Usually we're the first ones to fucking lose power. Um, but we we kept ours. But a lot of people uh, lost their their power. A lot of trees were down. Uh, and then when the stuff started melting, like there were ice shards flying everywhere. <laughs> so that was uh, not fun either, especially driving. Um, but yeah, one one of the nights of the uh, that the ice storm first hit, we were trying to order pizza because we're that type of assholes to go. Yeah, it's really bad out there and the streets are slick and there's ice and it's really, let's order a pizza and hope this kid makes it here and doesn't crash and, and makes it back to the place. Um, so we, we tried, but uh, it, like one place, uh, I'm trying to remember which ones we were trying. Like there's a place called Marco's down here. I think it's a national chain. Tried them. And, uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, they were they were just said we're closed on the website. They just didn't even let you. And then we tried. Um, I want to say Papa John's. Papa John's let us put the order in, um, and then canceled it. Like oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, isn't that great? Yeah, I went all the way through the process of deciding what I wanted and the toppings and all that, and I paid for it and all that. And then five minutes later, I get an email that says your order has been canceled. Okay, well, so much for that. Uh, but but most of most of the experiences have been okay. Uh, it's, but there are some. There are, there are a couple of instances where you go, oh my god. Oh, there's one place. Um, it, it was called Dio's, and I went. This was like early in the uh, the, the coronavirus situation. So we're talking uh, a couple of years ago, maybe. Um, I, I, I placed the order. I wait however long, half hour for, for when my order was supposed to be ready. Then I drive up there and dude told me, uh, yeah, I, I see your, your order. Yeah. Give me five more minutes. We'll be ready. Get in the car, get out five minutes later, 10 minutes later. Uh, yeah, almost ready to uh, give me five more minutes. Sat in the car, got up five minutes later. Uh, what's your name again? Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, but give me about five minutes. It'll be right. Man, it took, it, it was a good probably 45 minutes after I got there before my order was finally ready. And I'm like, why? If you know I'm not going to be done for, you know, however many minutes, why do you keep telling me five more minutes? Just tell me. We're, we're backed up or, you know, we're, we're not anywhere close to your order. Just be patient. I don't, I'd rather you do that than lie to me and keep keeping me on the string and tell me five more minutes, five more minutes. That's, that's the part I don't like. That's that bullshit. Uh, but, but I try to be patient because it's, it's not easy. There's a lot of stress out here. It's, it's, it's a lot of drama and uh, you know, these places are going through a lot. So I, I, I try not to be the asshole. Sometimes I probably am, but I really try not to be. That's good. That's good. Now we have, we haven't had a whole lot of, a lot of problems with that. Up here, it's been it's been better. It's been better lately. We we, we ordered pizza tonight because my wife wasn't feeling good. And 
Yeah, they forgot half our order. <laughs> that definitely has happened. There's a lot of orders. You know, at least we got at least we got the pizza. <laughs> that, that's too many uh, to mention. The places where we we get our order, and I look and I go, "This is either this is not what I ordered at all, or they uh, left something out." Um, and man, one of those times, like my wife was having a really rough day or two days of uh, sitting here at home uh, working from home and you still have rough days even if you're working from home just you know stuff happens and uh, you, you get on edge um, and whatever I'd ordered um, I think the dessert part of it um, was just not there at all like I ordered it and I paid for it and but the dessert wasn't there and she was like almost in tears like because you know you're, you're looking forward to that you know for the, the end of your day and you, you, yeah make your order and you get the food and, and it's not there. It's not what you, what you ordered. Yeah. You can, he can set you off. So um, that, that's definitely the downside. Cause if you're at a restaurant and you don't get what you ordered, you just raise your hand and say, uh, Hey buddy, <laughs> that, that, that carrot cake that I ordered, uh, we're, we're still waiting for it. So different, different experience for sure. But like I said, it's, it's not easy for them either. No. No, nobody. Uh, no, nobody's got it going uh, easy right now. Any any place you go that that especially food service, you go to a restaurant, and uh, everything's behind. Everything is slow. Uh, God, where were we? We stopped at a Red Lobster, you know. Yep. And I, I forgot how huge Red Lobsters are on the inside for how much seating they have, and they were maybe only a quarter capacity. And we still had to wait 20 minutes for our seat. Oh, man. Because they just don't have anybody to work or they don't have cooks yeah, or they don't have You don't you have know, the staff. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, we're looking around. We're like, we, we finally get walked to our table after we waited for 20 minutes to get our table. We're walking to the table. We're like, uh, there's like nobody in here. Yeah. It's very strange. And it wasn't even like it was a peak time that we were there. I think right. we were there on a Sunday afternoon, and it was like three, right? Which is not a it's not a busy time, three o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, obviously, judging by how many people were in there, it wasn't a busy time on a Sunday. And yeah, they they were uh, they they definitely you could tell that they were feeling the stress. I don't know who the manager was; she wasn't being very nice to the workers. I'm like, man, is that necessary? Mm. Yeah. So, so not only is it like you know you hardly have any people. Don't be shitty to the ones you got. <laughs> You're not going to have them very long if you. Maybe are. that's why you don't have many people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, the lesson is always uh, we we can we can be kinder. We can all be kinder to each other. Uh, it, you know, it, it's hilarious that I'm saying that. Uh, right. We sound like uh, Jerry Springer. I, be, yeah. be good to each other. <laughs> After have... after these people just pulled each other's hair and threw chairs at each other and <laughs> you know threw each other around on the stage and shirts came off, just remember, be good to each other. Right. But he can say that because he knows they're not going to be good to each other, and that's why he has a show. <laughs> Please don't be good to each other because I don't have a show if you're good to each other. Yeah, he, he can't say that. But at least he can pretend like he's a good guy and, and say that at the end. Yeah. Um, and then I, I pulled uh, the ultimate coup de grace uh, just this morning. Um, have you uh, probably probably not because I, I, I think I'm the only one 
crazy enough to, to pull this. Have you ever uh, tried to go uh, too long on, on E on your car uh, and just completely uh, bone yourself and run out of gas? No, I've never run out of gas. Yeah, I, I pulled that act today. So uh, I don't know if this is for every car, but here's what happens when my Toyota, my 2019 Toyota, uh, gets too low on gas. I didn't know it was too low because I've unfortunately made a habit of going on E before I finally uh, decide to go fill up. Um, just trying to stretch it out as long as I can. Uh, and so this morning um, I pull out. I had a little trouble starting, which was a, a surprise. And then I pull out. I get to the first red light and I stop. And the red the light turns green and I puts the pedal down to go and it don't go. Oh. And then it, it just started like jerking a couple times forward, but it wasn't going anywhere. It was just kind of jerking. And then it gives me a message about your engine has uh, failed or there's some sort of electrical something with your engine. I figured exactly what the message said, but that's basically what happens uh, to for, for this car. Like I said, I don't know about other cars, but that's what happens when you run out of gas. Is it, It's not that it just stops oh. in the road. It's that the engine dies on you and you have to get it completely towed. And, and that's how, that's well, how that Yeah. Works. I mean, there's, there's, there's no gas. There's... Yeah. Yeah. You don't I, get a I little light that, that just comes up and it says, dumbass, you ran out of gas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be better? Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't, I, I had no idea. I didn't know how, how that worked. I didn't know that no, you I killed your engine. Never, I, not, I, I've been in a car that ran out of gas, but I have never run out of gas in a car I'm driving. Ah, yeah. I, I, I think most people fit that description, but uh, but now I can say that I come that close. I mean, I've pushed yeah. it. Yeah, I, I I've always pushed it and never uh, ran out, but this time I, oh, I did. I, yeah. I, I I didn't know. I didn't know I was that there's close a, to eat. There's a few times I, I I think I pulled in on fumes um, to the yeah. gas station, but never actually just straight run out and been stranded or had to, you know, walk to the gas station with a little gas can or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm soft. I wasn't walking anywhere. I called AAA and I sat there in the, in the cold car and I waited for them to, 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 to tell me. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my experience this morning. And, uh, I guess the only uh, positive is that I had enough sick time where I could call in and, and take the day off of work and, Got that thing to the to to the place to the to the dealership and got that taken care of and it, it it sucks to have to pay you know hundreds of dollars for something in which they basically say yeah there's no problem with the engine you just had no gas <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. that's uh, that's a lesson to learn there kitties is don't run out of gas because you might have to get it towed and pay hundreds of dollars to get the engine uh, put back into place and. There's no problem. They they said the engine was fine. They just needed some gas. That's all. Oh my God! I'm sp- they, they probably knew. Probably but laughing at me. We, all we got to run our eighty point diagnostic. <laughs> yeah. And point That's number it. eighty is look at the fuel gauge. It's <laughs> exactly what it was. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> what it says. Hang on, I can even grab the uh, the invoice and see oh, how yeah. many points of. Uh, I think it was on here. Um, let's see. Uh, car was driving down the road and vehicle stalled out. Vehicle was out of fuel. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> $155. Thank you for using Toyota. <sighs> so, uh, lesson Sonny, learned. It's a great diagnostic. Vehicle was out of fuel. <laughs> vehicle was out of fuel. <laughs> 
yeah, multi, there it is, multi-point inspection. I don't, I don't think it says how many points, but uh, multi-point inspection for a car that was out of gas. Yeah, that's me. That's me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I did that. <laughs> so, so definitely take that, to, that take that to heart, kids. If you, uh, if you've been going on E and trying to push it, take it from me. Don't push it because you, you don't want that to, to happen to you. Yes, because that that's it could no be good. a cautionary tale. That's it. But my whole life is a cautionary tale. Kids, don't do what I've been doing. <laughs> that's basically my my entire life is. Things that I do, and I look at you and go, "Don't, don't do that. You don't want to. You don't want to do that." All right, we're, we're about done here. Yeah, I'm, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. My wife wasn't feeling good last night, and that was one of those where I ended up waking up in the middle of the night uh, because of it. And I, God, I think I was up from two forty-five until four something. Mm. And yeah, that just that just completely messed my uh, my sleep up. So I, I've just been kind of blah out of it all day. Yeah. So mm. yeah, I, I, I have nothing. Uh, I have feels nothing better. Meaningful, nothing meaningful left to add to the show. I, I'm kind of like squinting right now. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get out of here. So our uh, off-season schedule uh, officially starts from here. As far as actual dates go, um, I haven't talked to Dave the Movie Expert lately. Hopefully he'll be uh, uh, up for doing the Oscars show again this year. The Oscars take place Sunday, March 27th. And so usually our Oscars show will be that Saturday night uh, beforehand. Uh, As far as March Badness goes, that tournament always starts somewhere in the middle of March, so that show would be taking place a couple weeks before the Oscars show. WrestleMania WrestleMania always takes place, uh, I believe, the first Sunday in April is is every uh, WrestleMania, so that uh, would be uh, where we might have a conflict, because usually we do our show with uh, Jerry, the wrestling expert, uh, on that Monday before... Uh, WrestleMania, yeah. which would in this case be the day after the Oscars, so uh, we might have a, a back-to-back situation where we do uh, the Oscars show yeah. Sunday and the, and the wrestling and then, show and then two the days week later. After that, and then the week after that, the NFL kicks off again. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, when, when is the draft again? Um, <laughs> yeah. May? Something closer closer than it used to be. I know it, it used to be uh, like June, but it's definitely. Uh, Closer to now than it used to be. Um, it's crazy. Uh, I, the one thing I know is that we don't have to worry about a baseball preview because that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, if you, I'm not hearing anything. Um, You're not going to hear anything. There's. Oh, you think that this is going to? Yeah, this you think is, is going to uh, go for a while. Yeah, because uh, the owners aren't making any more uh, proposals. They they made their their one or two proposals. The Players Union said that's that's bullshit, um, and and then they gave some some concessions to some things, and it's just not enough. No, no matter what they give, the owners are basically dug in, and they they want to like break the uh, the union basically this time around, and uh, sure. uh, uh, they're they're dug in. So this is going to go a while. I don't know, because okay. um, they're not even setting up meetings. Like they're not. There's nothing on the table as far as even getting together. Yeah. So, I mean, it's February fifteenth today. This is usually pitchers and catchers report. Right, exactly. So 
Uh, this uh, the, is going to be a long time. The draft is April 28th, so it's a little, little earlier. Um, right, it's, it's like creeping up. It's earlier and earlier every year. That's only a little over two months away. Mm. So, so that's the uh, the off season schedule. Um, so we will be back for let's see, the first show that we will probably be be doing would be uh, March Madness in the in the middle of March. Um, I will definitely be uh, off the grid until uh, the beginning of March as we have a, a, another trip scheduled, another cruise. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. We are getting away to uh, Aruba and Curacao. So that'll be something uh, to take us. Uh, to, to, we'll be going uh, next Friday. We'll be leaving for wow. that uh, trip. Well, have, have, have a good time. Don't Don't be on the COVID death ship. Definitely try not to be. <laughs> I saw um, a thing today online where it said, "For only for the low, low cost of fifty thousand dollars, you can go on a seventy-one day South America cruise." Wow, <laughs> seventy-one uh, days. I I'd get sick of it. Right. That's a, that's a hell of a long time on a boat. Yes. But but here's the thing: don't don't tell my wife about it because she might get interested. Because she's made oh. so much noise uh, privately with me uh, over, and not just recently, but like over the last several years, about about her desire to do like one of those type of cruises, like a, an around the world type cruise, like six months or something like. That. She really is. I what? got a feeling it. I, I don't know when, not anytime soon, because we ain't got that kind of. Cash, I was about to but... say you got some. <laughs> you sitting, sitting on some fat stacks. You're not not telling us about. I, it, I haven't have not been robbing any banks lately, but um, she's <laughs> she's really interested in one of those long ass type of groups. We're gonna do it one day. It's gonna be you know when we're retired or something. But she right? really is. is I, yeah, I'm with you. I that's uh, this cruise we're taking is going to be uh, eight days, and that's a long time for, to be underwater. Uh, she wants, she really wants to do that. All the, now, there's I'll, I'll admit that there's a benefit to that. You never have to worry about dishes. You never have to worry about preparing meals. You, you know, your your housing is taken care of, and and you know, uh, t- uh, as far as staff coming and cleaning up, you have to you know dust. You have to uh, there's a, there's an appeal to it. But it's more like a fantasy type appeal. Like I really never imagined myself doing anything like that. But but my wife really wants to do something uh, similar to that. So one day. Wow. One, one okay. day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is I I, I hope uh, uh, you know we're we're in a situation where it's not uh, where she's you know trying to really force it to happen and, and taking a lot of our funds and and using because uh, the way she sounds like she wants to do it and she it's almost like you know funds be damned. Uh, man, hey, you only you only live once, man. Uh, Yo, yeah. Uh, you're telling me <laughs> something uh, something for for me to look forward to, I guess, uh, in the in the very uh, far future. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. I hope your 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 wife feels better, and um, I know you've been still fighting back and and getting back from COVID. Yeah, I'm probably I'd say ninety percent. Okay. Just little lingering stuff, you know. Mostly, it's really just fatigue and um, some some coughing in the morning and 
you know, a couple times during the show tonight, I, I kind of like, you know, felt it like come up a little bit, you know, get, get a little excited. You start laughing and that little, just that, that, that cough just kind of creeps back up on you. But right. other than that, I, you know, now I just feel old. Well, well welcome to the club. Yeah. All right. Um, as I said, uh, our next show should be uh, getting ready for uh, for college basketball for for March Madness, and thank goodness that's back because we didn't didn't have a occasion to do that uh, a couple of years ago when they just stopped everything in in, in mid bounce basically. Um, but we're we're getting back to slowly back to normal, so we'll be doing our our March Madness preview uh, coming up in several weeks. So definitely looking forward to that. All right, that will do it. Uh, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl 56 champions, the homestanding Rams. Get it done. They go all in and they cash in. And Matthew Stafford uh, is a legend, gets his ring, uh, will never have to uh, pay for a meal in Los Angeles again. I don't know about Detroit. They might still uh, be salty with him about the way uh, things went up there. Uh, Cooper Cup is a legend. Um They'll be talking about him for a long time, this, especially this this one season. Man, this was a charmed season. This is the most combined receiving yards, I think, in, in history in, in one season. Yeah. Uh, full season and play, uh, regular season and playoffs. Uh, for all the, the guys that we've seen come down the pike uh, in, in wide receiver, Cooper Cup is the guy that, that, that who would have ever He's, imagined uh, that? playing himself into a, a hofer. He might be. He very well might be. Now, there was some um, talk and, this week about Matthew Stafford being uh, a hofer. And, uh, no, Matthew Stafford's not a Hall of Famer. Richard Sherman absolutely went crazy. On, I'm on, on, I'm that, on Richard Sherman's <laughs> side. On that concept of, of Matthew Stafford yes. being, uh, being a hofer. But I am, uh, I, I am squarely on Richard Sherman's side on this one. <laughs> I've never looked at Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm on both of you guys' side, and I want to uh, preface that by saying I fucking love Matthew Stafford. I respect the hell out of that oh, yeah. man. The ass-kicking that he took in Detroit oh, all those years, yeah. uh, on and off the field. The, the media beat on him, the fans beat on him, and yeah. then he got on the field and the players beat on him, and he how kept many, getting up. How many guys – do have the career arc that he has and, and then and then still are so sought after that a team that thinks it's just a quarterback away goes and gets that guy. Well, you know, I think a lot of teams try to do that and try to get that. They just, they just don't succeed. Like the Rams actually got the right guy and succeeded. No, that's what I mean. He was that good. Like, they, yeah. they, you know, he, he's not Carson Wentz. <laughs> But no, all those old guys. You from, traded uh, from when... the guy who got you to a Super Bowl for another guy, and then you win a Super Bowl. Who goes and like, wins the Super Bowl? Who does uh, that? Uh, but all, all those old guys tried. Uh, the the Chiefs tried to get Montana and, and win, didn't quite work right. out. Everyone tried to get Vinny Testaverde back in the day, and they they didn't quite work out. It, they they all tried. They just very few of them succeed. Uh, and this is, uh, I didn't realize it um, until I heard it on, I think, uh, the Around the NFL podcast, but that makes two years in a row that a team went out and got the veteran quarterback and immediately won the Super Bowl because your boy, Tommy, did it last year with the Bucks. Right, so, and, and again, that that Bucks team 
was yeah, purposely loaded. Yep. You know, it, it, it wasn't just Tommy. It goes in there and, and leads that. They loaded that. They loaded it up around him. Right. Both they sides of the ball it. and the ram. The ram. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's the way to do it now. You're a team. You're not that many pieces away, and you just sell out to fix the holes to get that title. Yeah, that seems to be uh, the, the thought process. That might be the way it goes in the future, but I guess I would warn against that because I still feel like the uh, the, the the Mahomes uh, project arc. Like it, I guess I've watched too much pro wrestling. It still feels like those two are going to battle for the title for the next ten years, and uh, those these two guys, Brady and then uh, Stafford, snuck in and got theirs. Uh, before it was too late, but I, it feels like those two, uh, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, are about to go on a run where you can't. You, one of those two is going to win the title every damn year, and you can't do anything about it. Like they're just going to switch off one year, and then the, the, it's the Bills, and one year it's the Chiefs, and one year it's the Bills. Like uh, that's yeah, just how it feels I, to me. Yeah, I get the sense that that Mahomes Allen is going to be the Manning Brady of of this decade. Yeah. That that yeah. every year the Super Bowl is going to run through either Buffalo or Kansas City, <laughs> right? And it doesn't mean that they're going to make it every year, but you better be prepared. You you better be prepared to go to either Buffalo or Kansas City because I I tell you what, right now after the way the Bills went out, I, I'd be hard pressed to pick against them next year. I know. I'm looking at the, them and Pat, and, I'm, and yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be anyone other than one of those two. Although, like I said, I, I think the Ravens might sneak one in as well if they can get everybody healthy and then make one last run. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we'll see. But for this year, it's it's all about the Rams and Stafford and Cup. And I know one guy who who is a hofer, uh, Aaron fucking Donald, is definitely. He's a hofer. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure, that beast! Oh my God, he just—he he decided like I'm winning this football game. We're, we're we did not get this close for us to lose. I am going to win this game by myself once the Rams got that lead uh, to in the fourth quarter. So it was it was awesome to watch. It's always awesome to watch greatness uh, be great. So I'm, I'm glad that I, that we got to see that. All right, got anything else? I'm done. I'm out. Happen out. Now you're done. Every time I, uh, I was done twenty minutes ago, and then I just I know. Talking. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm done. <laughs> we always do this. We we. I was so afraid of us not having enough to say when when we started this podcast uh, almost ten years ago, and we we always have something to say. We never run out of things to say. We have to make ourselves stop saying things. So that's that's funny to, to, to know that we can always do that. Okay, we're both going to stop now. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Thank you for tuning into our Super Bowl LVI recap of the Super Duper Bowl. Once again, congrats to the LA Rams for getting it done, going all in and pulling out the W. But congrats to the Bengals for covering the spread and staying scrappy like they were all year and all postseason. The Bengals might be back too. You, you, you never know. They won't be. <laughs> but they might. Not next year. We, I thought we were both done. <laughs> we will see you all in March, and 
Hopefully we have a nice trip and hopefully it won't be something where I come back and tell everybody it was it was terrible. It was awful. But we had a good time, really. But you had a great time. <laughs> we'll see you in March.